With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 190 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. Hope you're well. Thank you so much for your company. If this is the first time you've ever stumbled across us, we are on iTunes, Fight Disciples. Uh, you can get us all our Android feeds are via our website, fightdisciples.com, and we're all over social media, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all those sites have blown up over the last five days because of Conor McGregor. Thank you, Conor, every single time, baby. When he posts his mush, a little video pops up. Anything to do with Conor McGregor, the world goes into meltdown. Mrs. Pete was over the fucking Woo! moon. Mrs. Pete was absolutely delighted because you know what? We're in the business we're in, son. We're in the Conor McGregor business, baby. That's it. And I got chatter chatter motherfucking ching last week. I was <laughs> never off other people's radio shows. It's just like, bring, can you do 10 minutes with such and such? That's How much? It. That's it. Yes, I can, baby. That's it. It's doing shit with Radio 4 and everything. It was literally the red panty party for you, wasn't it? For me, mate. Red, red panty party indeed. That's it, man. Love it. 50 G's. Not Nick. 50 G's is what. Yeah. <laughs> is what that, was me to, that was me to the B producer. 50 G's, baby. <laughs> Uh, 50 G's is what it cost him. 50 P's for me, sorry. (laughs) That was his bail money, $50,000. The next hearing for Conor McGregor is uh, on June the 14th. He's going to answer to three counts of misdemeanor assault, one counter of criminal mischief. He's like Dennis the Menace on smack, isn't he? Wouldn't it have been mint, though? Because it's like five... Five years, pretty much to the to day. day. He made his UFC debut. In Sweden. To the day. <laughs> Wouldn't have been amazing if the judge just went, hey, Connor, Philly G's, baby! <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been fucking class. The, um, listen, I know that we're having a laugh about it, right? Of course we're laughing about it. This is the Fight Disciples, man. I love all that shit. We've, we, listen, you, listen, let me tell you, before you get all serious about it, and no, we've been, we've been serious chat- about it all week yeah, on radio shows right, being right, political. Right, let me be honest about this it. This is what we really think. This is what we really... No, let me be honest. Okay. So, if I'm out of town mm. and I'm mixing with, you know, and this, let's think of a scenario where you're like um, Anchorman scenario. Yeah. So I'm walking down the road. And, come on. Yeah, so I'm like walking down the you road. Would def- sh- you would definitely it- be Brick Hegler. Uh, <laughs> You'd be the guy that eats the candle. No, I'm the guy who puts on that Sex Panther perfume oh, yeah. or whatever he puts on. Yeah. That, that'd be, that's more me. Yeah, yeah. So wait a minute. So you're... I'm, I'm Will Burgundy. I'm you're Ron Will Burgundy. You're Ron, Ron Burgundy, Burgundy yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm walking through London now and suddenly I get confronted by some fucking mediocre boxing podcast Yeah. and they start pushing me around and things like that and it all goes viral. That's it, yeah. And you... Round up the boys, Norman, our producer, and a few of the lads. You jump it. on a train that's down it. to London. That's it, yeah. And we get to an award show and we fucking start smashing up their bus. That's it. I would love that. <laughs> I respect that. I expect you to have my back. So why are we now getting upset that Connor smashed a couple of windows? Yes, some somebody lost their eyesight. One of the pairs there <laughs> was covered in blood. You know, a couple of people were shook up. 
couple of fights got cancelled. <laughs> this is it, right? It's not fight the, sports, man. It's not the worst thing Fucking to ever hell. happen in the fight game. At the end of the day, this is a man. Now, this is the thing that bugged me a little bit because mainstream media grab hold of it and go, "He's gone wild. This is we've got to shut this sport down. Look at him. He's lost it. He's lost it. Or, or his brand's been tarnished and all this type of shit. Stop it. Stop this nonsense. Right? Yeah. He was charged." He went wild. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. has gone wild. <laughs> he went wild. But what do you expect? As you just rightly pointed out, this is the fight sports game. Every mm-hmm. now and again, this is going to peter into the real world, isn't it? And when yep. it does peter into the real world, bad shit's going to happen. This is a guy that saw his mate, Artem Lobov, mm-hmm. cornered by Khabib and all his team a couple of days before. Khabib did slap him on the back of the head. Yep. And therefore, Connor sat in Ireland. Somebody's probably put it in front of him and gone, this is what's just happened to Artem. Right. Fire up the jet, get the lads. That's exactly what's happened. Fire up the jet, get the lads, we're on our way. And fucking 24 hours later, mate, he flies into New York City and he goes, right, where is he? Let's have that fucking shit. And that's why he was throwing it at that bus, because Khabib was on the fucking bus, shitting his pants. They, um, They got the lads from the Mac Life as well. Who had press passes? They are never getting accredited to They're anything fucked. of the UFC ever again. Yeah, then, but that's, that'll be the end of the Mac life now because they they literally that's how they survive. That's how they survive. Yeah, was covering events and obviously uh, we'll let them in because of them. Let, listen, yeah, we're, we're not bitches in the world of uh, podcasting or videos or anything like that. Mac Life boys, somebody get a message to the Mac Life boys. We'll open the fire escape for you. <laughs> All right, we'll get, we'll you, get in. you in. We'll yeah, get yeah. you in. So listen, <clears throat> this is fight sports, man. Come on, grow the fuck up. You know, let's let's let's. Call it like it is. Yeah, they smashed up a bus. Chiesa got it. Ray Borg got it. And that, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? That's, no, I don't care. No, I, I, I disappointed for them. Yes. Those fighters and their opponents because obviously they didn't get to fight on Saturday night. And, and they missed know, out on the cash and therefore fully fully should be suing or whatever and yeah, claiming yeah. competition off whatever Connor's done. That's yeah, sound, yeah. right? Of course. I get but in that. the essence of the game, I don't care. No, do a fuck now. Do a fuck. And uh, you know what? This is fight sports, man. And on the same weekend as fucking WrestleMania or whatever it was, it's just like, you know what? Anything you guys can do, we can do better. You know that, Connor? This is the other thing as well. So Dana comes out and he's like, I'm disgusted. This is the most disgusting thing that's ever happened in UFC Fuck history. Off. But it was embedded episode four. Yeah. <laughs> Every bit of that footage and more was in the fourth episode of the embedded. Yeah. And when you look at it now, I looked this morning, that episode of embedded has had over four million views. There you go, end of. So... So anybody that comes on here saying, oh, he's, he's fucked it. No, he hasn't fucked King's it. He's fucked nothing. He has just doubled his worth, mate. Exactly. That's exactly what he's done. It's because, crazy. Because in the light of what happened at UFC 223 at the weekend, uh, Khabib obviously gets himself crowned as lightweight champion. Now what they're going to do is going to go, hey, let's go to Russia, shall we, and crown the new king. Anybody yep. got any ideas of who we should fight? What about the guy that threw some shit at a bus? Let's do that. Absolutely. And Russia, then- here we come. I think Russia will probably be, even be announced... If not this week, then certainly next week. You might get UFC Liverpool tickets out the way because it's a mayor as well. Russia falls under the mayor bracket. But I think the posters for Russia right now are done with Khabib on. I think. And they're just. What you said last week. I reckon the promo's done, man. Because, listen, he lost his shit. If Connor doesn't lose his shit this week, I reckon they'd have already announced it, mate. Me too, yeah. I reckon, it's, I reckon it's already been done. What do you think about Floyd, though? Floyd was saying, oh, they were going to announce me and Connor in a special unregulated rules match and all that. It's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. There's no way. There's no way he's going to fight Mayweather inside an octagon. Mayweather might fight inside an octagon. I'm starting to think that might happen now, but it ain't going to be Conor McGregor. Thirsty's the lad, isn't it? It ain't going to be Conor McGregor. But Khabib versus Conor in Russia is fucking happening. I don't care what you say. It is categorically happening. And And it's going to be huge. I know there'll be people tweeting off the back of this 
to uh, at Fight Disciples because I've been getting it all week. You've been on every blooming uh, media outlet all week, and I've no doubt that you've been getting it as well, right? Where people are expecting us to throw the book at him and distance ourselves from him and all this type of stuff. That's never going to happen nope. because at the end of the day, the UFC ain't going to do that. Well, the sports ain't going to do that. that. I'm just talking about from uh, me and you and our point of view, right? Yeah. Yes, okay, we do this for a living and we work in the media, but we're fans. That's that's the privileged position that we're in. We're fans that get to talk about this on a, on a regular basis. So you can't help but take your, your your fan thought first. That's the first thing, your heart things. All right, your head sometimes rules over your heart every now and again when you're trying to be professional and diplomatic on certain media outlets and you've got to try and play the game. But this is our media outlet. This is our thing. This is why we set this up, right? So we're speaking from our heart right now. This is what we want. We want our fighters to be fucking rock stars. Of course. Think of all the fighters that you have loved down the years. Yep. They've all done something a bit fucking mental. Yep. Ricky Atten. Jesus Christ, man. He was in the boozer like 24 hours before he was fighting and all that type of stuff. Prince Nazim Ahmed crashing Lamborghinis, getting himself in bother. Yep. Obviously, we know what... I can't condone what Mike Tyson did, but Mike no, Tyson Mike, was doing Mike, all those types of things. He went a bit far, let's <laughs> he, be honest. He, he took it to, Yeah, Jesus. come on, Mike. You're a bit fucking out of order, Mike. <laughs> John Jones, again, you were a little bit out of order as well, but yeah. th- there's an intrigue. If they were normal dudes... I mean, think of all the great fighters that are normal dudes. Daniel Cormier is a normal, normal yep. dude. Right, I can't, can't get, sell a ticket. Can't, can't sell a ticket. I can't Steve get my Ochich, Demetrius Johnson. All can't sell lads, a ticket. All these guys are brilliant. Yeah. They're brilliant. Can't sell a ticket because they've got nothing reckless about them. I say they're not rock stars. That's the problem. That's it. How, does, how does Demetrius Johnson claim to be the greatest of all time when he beats the same array of lesser fighters in the flyweight division and spends his fucking every other hour playing video games? Mm. Nobody cares. That's it. Nobody can engage with that. Why did Ronda Rousey shoot to this? Because she was a rock star. Exactly. She went in there. 100%. And she was fucking kicking off. 100%. And this is why we, this is why we like being around Darren Till. And, you know, I'm not saying Darren Till's fucking gone off the rails because I, I was messaging Darren as well because I, I thought he was going out to New York for yeah. that press conference thing. And I was like, mate, please smash up a bus because it'll be funny as fuck. <laughs> like, you'd be the third one in a week. That'd be so funny after Liverpool, Connor, and then you. Just to go like I'm just you know this is this is, this the is what we do yeah yeah this is what we do smash up buses <laughs> and uh, obviously he didn't go out there for the press unfortunately but it's uh, that this is why these guys aren't normal guys these these athletes they're not like the rest of us they do crazy shit they behave in a crazy way they keep us entertained think about what they do for a living they walk into a cage they lock the door and they fight another dude that's what they do that's what they do to get paid so then to act like you're whiter than white and behave perfectly normal people you can't they're not you've got to be a superhero to do what you do so don't act like Clark Kent outside of it I want you to act like a superhero outside of it as well yeah and he's the ultimate. He's fucking is the ultimate. He is the fucking bonkers, ultimate. Man. There you go, man. He's bonkers. And not listen. I, listen. I get why everyone's had to condemn it because you know in this in this day and age, 2018 society, the way we are, you know, fucking celebrating uh, nonsense and uh, taking part rather than winning and all that kind of crap, all this political. But I don't give a fuck. I want to be entertained. Gro- the thing is, we're grown adults and we know what's right. We know what's wrong. Exactly. We can see the line, right? I can understand why people are jumping on the bandwagon and giving him a kick in because there's kids out there that absolutely idolise this guy. 100%. And that was my big issue. He's supposed to be a role model, especially for his own son. Yeah. It's not great. No, absolutely not. And therefore, there'll be kids that watch that and go, wow, that's how we behave in society. No, it ain't. He's a fucking rock star. You're not. Exactly. Go and do your exams. Exactly. (laughs) Go and get education, (laughs) of course. But he understands that that mugshot of him checking in at the New York 78th precinct or whatever it was, going viral, 
Mm. Right? That, that's worth its weight in gold. That's like when fucking James Dean got locked up, mm. or fucking Jim Morrison, or whoever. Do you know what I mean? That that will forever go down in history. Now that mugshot of and him getting walked out of the police uh, police station with his arm with his uh, hands handcuffed behind his back. That shit is worth its weight in gold. Did you notice uh, that he was on weight? That mate, that was the best thing about it. I couldn't retweet that fast enough. Honestly, my little thumbs nearly caught on fire. As soon as I seen his, his, his rep sheet, and it was like, wait, 155, I was like, oh my fucking God. They're bringing him out. Get him in! <laughs> Get out! Get him in with Khabib. This would be the greatest build-up of all time. <laughs> Regard- I'm, I can only guess, they said, watch your weight. And he said, 155. There's no way he was actually weighing 155. That's hilarious if he, he was. He's so fucking switched on. He's he? class, so man. He gets on. it. He gets the bit. He gets the game. I'm like, listen, I ain't urging every pro sportsman out there, pro fighter out there, to go out and smash up a bus because 99.999% of the times you'll just look like a dick. But when you're Conor McGregor, you know how to orchestrate something that makes it all about you. That event at the weekend, two, two, three. Even though we lost effectively four fights we only had nine fights on the card it was a great fight card probably one of the best this year it had the biggest gate in uh, in Barclays centre history in New York and yet the whole card was punctuated by the two words Conor McGregor yeah Conor McGregor Conor mm. McGregor Conor McGregor well regarding the main event it was a bit of a farce the way, that, the way that everything played out it was a bit of a farce obviously for people that haven't been switched on with it Tony Ferguson um he pulls out through injury. Yep. <laughs> we uh, tripped over a cable in a studio. Ridiculous. And we announced this on the show last week that Max Holloway will be stepping in. Yep. So Max Holloway steps in at six days' notice. We were thinking, tremendous. The narrative. Although there I now. did say on the show, one of these won't make weight. Well, we th- I thought it might be Khabib because he's a, a, a nightmare of recent times. But then he would have made The thing that frustrates me about Max is that he would have made weight, but they pulled him. Yeah, New York are a shower of shit. They haven't got their act together when it comes to the UFC as of yet. Apparently, a doctor pulled him by looking at him. Yeah, it wasn't a, it, like it wasn't official. They just looked at the way he was making weight and thought, "Oh, he looks a bit weak." Right, he's off. Yeah, that was it. And he only had four pounds to go. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. But then that's New York. This is the risk we take with New York fucking everything up. Yeah, but then check this out, right? So they pull in by looking at him. Mm-hmm. So then you've got, um, obviously, Anthony Pettis, Pettis, who was next lined up. He wanted too much cash. He outpriced himself. Rightfully so, mate. I'd have done the exact same thing. Could be on 24 hours. Anthony Pettis, the way his career is yeah. going at the moment. Could be on 24 hours. Uh, two million. Two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now nah, you're all right, mate. So he outpriced himself. So that fight fell off. Then you've got Paul Felder, who was also supposed to be on that card. Uh, but his fight kind of fell off because of the injuries to other fighters. So you got Felder. No, Felder was supposed to be fighting Iaquinta. Iaquinta, this is what I mean. Pettis was supposed to be fighting Chiesa. That's so it. Pettis was unmatched. So they said to Pettis, come and fight in the main event. Priced himself out of it. So then he went, right, okay, who else fancies it? And Felder went, I, I, I it. fancy it. So they said, okay, let's have a look at Felder. So Felder was, according to uh, the New York State Athletic Commission, he was unranked with the UFC, so therefore they wouldn't allow him to fight. As we've told you on this show on many occasions, that those rankings aren't done by legit people in the UFC. They're Absolutely. done by Billy Bob on fucking uh, <laughs> smashy and nicey FM in New York yeah. City. The, the, That's the, the guy that does the fucking rankings. The official UFC rankings, they started this about five years ago and they asked every leading media MMA member and at the time, I was editor of the biggest MMA magazine in the world, so they obviously asked me as well. We, I turned it down, and most of the other MMA media, real MMA media, That's because Nick turned went, it down. How much? Yeah, no, probably, we're, not, yeah. we're, we're not paying, and he went, oh, fuck, fuck it off. Um, <laughs> but, so if you look on there, if you go onto the ratings website, um, you can actually select individually which media members voted for whom. 
there's like a little a little drop down window. If you look on there, I guarantee whether you follow MMA or not, or even if you're a hardcore MMA fan, you will not recognise a single member of media on there. As you say, it's like fucking such an Billy Bob from the South Carolina Morning Gazette. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like that. It's like it's just nonsense. The the rankings are nonsense. So the New York have gone off them rankings. Yeah. Which aren't worth shit and gone no. So then obviously Felder's opponent, Ally Quince, has gone, well, I'll have it just as much as he'll have it, so let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up getting Reggie and Ally Quince yeah. at the weekend. So Felder for a few hours went from, oh, I'm fucking hell, main event in New York. No, I'm not. In fact, I'm not even fighting now. No, because the guy that I was fighting he's getting now a- jumped up and he's getting a, a, a wee bit of a knock with, uh, with Khabib. And to be fair, on 24 hours notice, take it five rounds. Fair play, Al. Absolutely, yeah. Fair play, son. Absolutely. He's uh, well. Both me and you fancied Ferguson last week, didn't we? Before before Ferguson dropped off and Holloway came in, we were like, you know what? Let's fucking. Well, we both came to the studio going, I fancy a bit of an upset here. I fancy Ferguson to do it, um, just because. I don't know. I just. Got, I think we both thought that he was more than capable off his back, and he was definitely the better thing. in the in the That's stand-up the departments. And I still think that. I still think Ferguson's better on his feet than Nurmagomedov. Of the problem with Khabib, and he proved it again, certainly for the first two rounds against Diaz is... Man, he's he's fucking horrible, isn't he? I think he's the most horrible opponent mm. in the UFC. If you're a UFC fighter, I would do I would fight anybody except him. Anybody. Oh, oh well, that said, Magomed Sharapov on this card was sick as fuck. But you know what I mean? It's just horrible because he doesn't let you do anything. His takedown ability is insane, mm. and when he gets you down there, he's just a killer. He's he's relentless. Now there was a there was a guy in the welterweight division um, called John Fitch. Yeah. Who used to just take people down and ride them away, but it, it was boring. This is a different type of grappling. This is like a gr- he takes you down to stop you from doing anything, and then proceeds to beat the shit out of you. Khabib, it, there's no stalling whatsoever. There's no like fighting for submission attempts that are never going to come. He just takes you down, rides your back, beats you up, and if you dare to give him a little chance, he'll try and submit you as well. Respect, as you say, to Aya Quinta, but I thought. To be honest, I thought Khabib could have finished the fight, but I think in four and five, he tried to prove a point, didn't he, and go like, well, watch this, I'll win it with my hands now as well. I'll mm-hmm. win it with my stand-up. I don't even need to just take you down. But I don't think he'd have done that in the first round against Al. I think he's you know, he's not stupid. Yeah. Do you not think, though, when he does charge in... He's wide open. He is wide open oh, for absolutely. A, that's for why I fancy shot. Ferguson. That's why I fancy Ferguson to rock him. And that's why I was kind of looking forward to Max Holloway, because Max is sharp as well. I thought Max might just mate, catch him on the way in. Mate. He's wide open for Conor McGregor. Mate, the, yeah, he is absolutely wide open for Conor. The problem is, if he takes Conor down, he's fucked. Conor's fucked. But then who isn't? Who isn't? Conor, Conor cannot live with Khabib on the ground, not even for not for a minute. If Conor wins, if, if Conor is to win against Khabib, he's, he's going to knock him out in the first round. In Russia. <sighs> Do you know dra- what I mean? That's Drago shit. That's fucking crazy. That's what he's got to do, though. Because how can you keep that guy off you for five rounds? But how amazing is it going to be when they announce it? Do you know what would be the best ever? This would be the best ever. I'm ready for you, man. I'm ready. UFC Russia. Mm. Christmas Day. No. Just like Rocky. Christmas Day. And Connor says, I'm going to go out there for four months to train. Mountains and grows a fucking big beard, and it's like squatting Artem Lobov in the snow and all that shit. How amazing would that be? And the footage of Khabib like running on like a super treadmill, all that. Oh man, it's going to be amazing. What was going to happen? What was the, what was the song at that time when he when he was doing the training? Was it this? 
Was it was it this one? I think so. Burning Heart's definitely from Rocky Four. Is it Rocky Four? Is it Rocky Three? Burning Heart when he's in. He, I can't think if, whether he's in his car and he's about to go and fight um, uh, Clubber Lang. No, Burning Heart was definitely in Rocky Four. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is the moment. Bow, 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 bow. Connor, ginger beard, leather jacket on, running through the snow, pair of boots on. No, he won't be running. He'll be doing the billionaire walk. <laughs> and then you've got Khabib, high tech. Yeah. On the heart monitors. Actually, it would probably be flipped. I can imagine it would be way Connor in some luxury gym in like St. Petersburg with yeah. all mod cons. Yeah. Like fucking state of the art science. Doing all this like leaping around like a gorilla. That's the one, isn't it? Then Khabib lifting logs, wrestling bears. He actually fights like a bear. Does. Khabib, doesn't he? Mauls that, you. Mauls you like a bear. That's Have you seen... Um, the depart- is it The Departed? No, no, what's the one with the... Um, the Revenant. The Revenant, That's where, exactly he, gets, what where he gets does. raped by the bear. <laughs> where DiCaprio gets bummed by the bear. That's like that's like fighting Khabib. That's exactly what it's like, fighting Khabib. Getting raped by a grizzly. I didn't... <laughs> it's a perfect way to sum it up. I didn't see that in the synopsis of the film when I was reading up on it. Do you know when it won its Oscars and whatever it won? Yeah, yeah, this fight, this, this film is about a human being getting bummed off a bear. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Fucking hell, that brings a whole new uh, meaning to Goldilocks, doesn't it? That's fucking <laughs> different level shit, that, mate. But that's exactly exactly yeah, yeah. how he goes about fighting. But mm. Connor has got that Jose Aldo moment about him. He has. That one punch, that one kick, that one connection moment. And if he can ride it through. You know, don't forget, Connor's, Connor's come off his back to win before. He's been put down before. Not against this guy. But there's a difference between putting down on your back by Chad Mendes and Chad Mendes' ground and pound mm. compared to Khabib just riding you and beating the shit out of you. Mm. What a fight. How big is that going to be? It's going to be insane. Christmas Day, UFC, make it happen. Like, make it happen. Rocky Four shit, man. Go on, I'm going to leave this next piece of the show to you to obviously give me abuse because... Uh... Rose Namakunis. Well, let's let's be straight. She she beat a kickboxer, Mai Tai fighter. She beat a kickboxer by kickboxing her. She again, absolutely again, fucking blitzed her. Again. Mm. Again. Mm. So just to go back, have you got have you got last week's audio of me last week calling how this fight would play out? Funnily enough, I've deleted it. Yeah, fucking <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Rose Namajunas, I said last week. Doesn't have to change anything. She has got the style. She's got it down. Trevor Whitman has come up with the perfect game plan to beat Joanna on the feet. If Joanna wants to take it down, let's take it down, baby. This is Rose's world. And I think exactly the same thing happened again. I think Joanna, for me, went away saying, it was the weight cut last time. The weight cut fucked me. I wasn't firing all cylinders. And she went to the gym and went, I will beat her this time my way because I'll be fully fit. They never took into account how good Rose was. Mm. They never took into account that Rose's left hook couldn't miss in the first fight. They never respected Rose's stand-up. They thought, if we just turn up fit and healthy, we'll be able to implement our game plan regardless of what Rose does. But I said to you, I told the world, that Rose had her number last time on the feet. She had her number on the feet again this time. Thought she was outstanding, Rose Namajunas. The, 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 the era of the thug, man, it's here. Mm. Believe it. No, I'm a believer now because I watched that at the weekend. And I th- I, if you'd have said to me before this fight starts, if this goes five rounds, mm-hmm. Joanna's litter up. Absolutely litter up. 
but fair play, man. It was the other way around. I think I, I actually scored it four rounds to one. I gave uh, Joanna the third, I think I gave her. Yep. But one, two, Rose, and then third, I thought Joanna was coming back into it, and then Rose just went right, I'll put the foot on the gas again here now, and absolutely could not miss. Left ducks, kicks were fantastic. I thought, fuck me, man. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I, think, I think it's because I'm... I wouldn't say, I'm, you know, obviously I'm a Rose fan. In fact, she's probably my favourite fight on the UFC roster right now, so I will say that. I am a massive Rose fan. But I think sometimes going into fights, I, I score more towards the other person because I'm like, oh, shit, I'm being biased to think. I'm only looking at what my person's doing here, what my favourite fighter's doing. So I gave Joanna, I, I give her the edge on the third, and I thought she definitely won the fourth. So then I was like, fuck, Rose needs to step it up now. We need to just make sure here, with, you know, with potentially 2-2 or 3-1, but potentially 2-2. Yeah. And because I thought Joanna had a big fourth round, I was like, fuck, the tide might have just turned here. She might just get nicked. But I thought Rose just come out. She drilled it again with that left hook in the in the fifth round. And she was the, more than deserving of the winner. So I just think this is it, man. This is the thug era. We're in it right now. Who does she fight next, though? Carolina, Carolina from beating uh, yeah, yeah. Felice earlier on. Carolina beats Felice on the undercard here. Carolina obviously has got, has got a victory over Rose. Rose wants to take that defeat back, I'm sure. Mm. It's a perfect fight to make, definitely. Mm. Mm. Class though, Rami Yunus. Class Nama Yunus. Oh, yes. So what does your girl do now? Go back. I don't know, mate. Make her wounds. I don't know. She's been, exp- I think, a Mai Tai, multiple-time Mai Tai world champion. Yeah. She thought, like Ronda, she thought no one can touch me in my world, yeah. so I'll just keep doing my world, and no one can come close. Yeah. And Rose Namajunas just dismantled her. Yeah. She's got to go. She's now in the same position. Jo- Joanna, I think, is what um, Ronda Rousey was in. She's got a lot of work to do. Does she stay a at one fifteen, or does she go to one twenty five? I think she'll stay at one fifteen. She feels strong at one fifteen. I think she just said that she wants a holiday. She was mistakenly saying she thought she'd done enough to win this fight. She didn't. Um, I think AT, the guys at ATT, Mike Brown and stuff, are good enough and intelligent enough to say to her, listen, we lost again. It's time to go back to the drawing board now. But you know what? It might help her because I think she's had a real strong grapple-heavy gym there. She's obviously gone over there to improve her ground game. That's why she's left Poland and left the success. I just think that might help the likes of Mike Brown get into her head now and go, listen, you want to be the greatest of all time? You need to start listening. You can't just be the greatest kickboxer the sports scene and expect it to carry her because as it's just proved now, you've just been beat by a kickboxer. So we need to add other facets to your game. Mm. I think she's got a she's got a massive opportunity now to, to grow and to learn or she, she'll just fade away into the wilderness. Mm. What else turned you on about this card? Zabit. Magomed Sharapov, man. The guy's Good a pronunciation. Well done. monster. I'd have just gone with Zabit on the show. I, w- three, I was hoping that you'd go with the surname. Well done. Three fights, three wins, three bonuses. Mm. Can't fucking ignore that shit. He needs a top-ranked featherweight next. Mm. Definitely. You know, and there's, and there's some amazing featherweights out there. There's some really good matchups for him. But he, he's got to get a top 15 guy. He's got to, because he just looks absolutely the business. And the best thing about him is, you look at Khabib. If Khabib walked down the street at you, you'd be like, fucking hell, look at this Eastern European fucker here. Because Khabib, as we know, and this is my science, he's got the flat head. <laughs> he's got that flat head thing going on. He's got that flatness at the back of his skull, where you think, do not fuck with that guy. He's got a flat head. Because he'll knock fuck out of you. <laughs> but Magomed Sharapov, he, he looks like Mo Salah's mate. Do you know mm. what I mean? He just mm. looks like a fucking a piece of piss, doesn't he? It looks like there's not enough of him. Mm. Looks like a, a, a strong wind to blow him over. You know, he looks like he's one fucking, one meal away from selling the big issue. And yet, when he fights, the guy is electric, isn't he? He absolutely is electric. 
He's so quick. He puts his combinations together so well. He transitions from his grappling to his kickboxing to his punching to his... Mate, he's fucking mega. I, that's why I definitely want to see him step up next. Mm. Got to have a good fight featherweight, uh, in this featherweight division, yeah. No, Zabit was the boy. He, I, he stole the show for me, to be fair. And I just want to, before we sign off on this card, I just want to mention the fact that on last week's show as well, I also said... Oliver Obama Mercier would be one of the performance of the bonus winners. No, nobody likes a smug fuck. All right, you come on. You, the, people saying. are people tune into this show for I'm two reasons. Saying. Listen, I'm just, saying. I'm just, I'm just fucking. I'm going to tell you why people tune into the show, right, motherfuckers? First and foremost, they're tuning for entertainment. That's what they're tuning in for. You next. Then they're tuning. They tune in to learn something. Oh. Right? Okay. Right, yeah. Wiki, next. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. People would like to... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. When you come to me, I think you're going to go, and then looks you. No, 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 no. So you, you've got... I'm doing the glamour. Entertainment and a little bit of information. Okay. That's what they're here for, right? The information I give them was solid. Right, sound. Solid. People expect that. Okay. They don't expect to come back the week after and you to be saying, look, I fucking exceeded all your expectations with the information. No, that's your job. That's what you're bringing to the show, mate. You're bringing the information. It, it was noted as well on, um, on across social media. It was highly noted. I know. I know. This is stop doing the bragging thing, right? Stop doing the blowing your own trumpet. Just accept that you know your stuff. They're, people listening to the show have accepted it. I mean, okay. look, go. I tell you what. If you want to feel good, just go and have a little bit of a read of all the five star reviews that we've got on 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 iTunes, right? You mentioned in there at least twice out of the 350. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the scouse smeller? Well, no, no, he mentioned, listen, he knows his stuff. This is what they, this is what people are coming for, right? You don't have to, you know, self-praise self is no <laughs> praise, right? People know that you know your stuff. Well done, you called some fights. And I've no doubt you're going to call some fights for this weekend as well because there's some crackers coming up. Yep. However, I want to uh, quickly just uh, flick on uh, some of the bits of news that have, uh, have come out of the UFC off the back of... Uh, last week's shenanigans. Anything on Conor related? Well, you, yeah, you might have missed all this because the, of Conor McGregor. Um, Cowboy seems to be the gatekeeper for all uh, British welterweights at this moment in time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Darren's obviously lit him up. Yeah. Now it's a chance for Rocky Edwards. He's yep. got himself a big fight. Now, obviously, Rocky in London was calling out Darren Till. Well, the UFC have looked at that and go, well, Darren's kind of tied up a little bit with Wonderman at this moment in time. Yep. Uh, so let's give him... Uh, uh, Cowboy. It's an amazing fight for Rocky It's Edwards. a great Amazing fight. opportunity for him. Come on, man. You've is got it a... Asia as well? Fight Night Asia? They've not given us a date as of yet, but it is Fight Night Asia, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, he gets the headline at last. We've talked about Rocky so much on this show and how much of an incredible run he's on in this welterweight division. Mm. It's unbelievable. Um, and yet he doesn't, he, up until this point, he seemed a million miles away. But what did we say? We said to him, get on the mic in London, start calling people out, make mm. a name for yourself. And now he's got that. a big one. Now he's got and a big he did one. That. And okay, he called out Darren Till. He didn't get Darren Till, but he got the next best thing, in my opinion, and that's Cowboy. So all he's got to do now is make a statement like Darren Till did, yeah. and then people will obviously make that connection, and that fight will eventually have to happen. I don't want it to happen anytime soon. I don't want the UK guys. There's, there's not enough UK guys yeah. in the UFC already for them to be fucking knocking each other out. Let's keep them apart, but I'm delighted for Rocky Edwards. And you know what? It's right in the mix of this welterweight tournament that the UFC are doing in May as well, isn't it? Like mm. all of, all the top welterweights are fighting one another in May, and now you can add Rocky against Cowboy into that mix as well. Mm. Absolutely, man. Uh, another fight that you may have missed because of all the Conor McGregor stuff, which I'm delighted about. I mean, there's some great fights coming up in the UFC over the next few months, but TJ versus Cody Part Two 
has now been confirmed. Yeah. August 4th, UFC 227. That'll be your uh, headline show. A little bit disappointed that TJ DJ never got made because TJ wanted that. He was making the noise we spoke to him. He wanted it. Yeah. DJ shat his pants. Let's shit be, house. Let, let's be straight. He shit his pants. Shit house. Therefore, he didn't, mate. Yeah. And that, that's it now. On this show, we, he, will no, he will no longer ever be mentioned in the same breath as Goat. It, it's never happening. Hmm. DJ is no longer even in the same breath as Goat because he's a shit house. And that's official. <laughs> there Take you go. The bank. Uh, but TJ uh, giving Cody Garbrandt another knock. Now, you've got a, a, a strong stance on people that get knocked out and then jump straight back into the ring and get an opportunity to win their belt back. You were very harsh on my Joanna. You were right to be uh, uh, harsh on her because she got lit up again at the weekend. Is this going the exact same way? Um, I think Garbrandt might come with a different game. Yeah, do you know what? I think the the not the ability of both these guys plus the fight IQ of both these guys is just off the chain. Yeah. You know, and I think whatever happens, we're going to see an absolute belter at the Staples Centre. Um, I love their back and forth in the press Mate. conference on Friday. It's great where uh, where TJ was like, "I'm going to beat your ass on both coasts." Like I was like, "Yeah, what a fucking great." Do you know what I like is. about this as well is that they've both recently just become dads. There's a new dynamic to yeah. everything that's going on. They're living literally the same life, pretty much. Yeah, is what they're living. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, it is cra- crazy. Obviously, there is a little bit of animosity with what have happened in their previous camps. Yeah, they don't necessarily both former like. Uriah Faber. Well, one former Uriah yeah, Faber prodigy, one, one current Uriah Faber prodigy. I really hope. Now, you know that I'm a big Cody fan. I'm a big TJ fan as well. I hope Cody wins this because we'll get a third. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and these rivalries are what make yeah. fight sports. Well, it'll be interesting to see who takes the lead in, Co- in, in Garbrandt's corner now because once again, Team Alpha Male head coach is, is, is in changing hands. I don't know why you're right. Now, now he's retired, just goes, right, I'm the fucking head coach. That's it. That's what he needs to do. So I'd like to see Uriah Faber corner Garbrandt. I think then... We might see. So, do you know what? I fucking can't wait for this. It's fight. a great it's fight. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. No, it's it just is. a shame you've got to wait till August for it. Mm. Uh, also, at that press conference, did you see Daniel Cormier's face when uh, I know. when Dana White insin- Ding, talk about getting a boner? Jesus! He insinuated that the winner of DC versus Stipe will face Brock Lesnar. Stop it. The best thing about it was when he went to yeah. Brock's going to re-enter the. You started testing. You started pool. the testing pool. <laughs> and then half the arena just went. <laughs> <laughs> and even Dana stopped him and went, What? Yeah. It was like a fucking come on, Dana. It's gonna take him at least a year to get all that juice out of his fucking system, Sunshine. Jesus. Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier, look at the size difference there. Two elite wrestlers. Yep. Oh my days. But you know what? Cormier's fucking beat monsters before it's what he does you know he's undefeated I actually now want undefeated as a heavyweight isn't he mate I actually now want Cormier to beat Stipe just so I get to see Cormier versus Brock Lesnar and I want him to fucking ragdoll Brock Lesnar all over the gaff I want him to chuck him out the ring out the out the octagon that's what I want do you know what DC knocked out Bigfoot and he absolutely manhandled Josh Barnett who were both monsters as well I think Stipe versus Brock isn't as appealing no as Brock versus DC for some reason. Maybe it is the size difference it's thing. It's a size thing, man. Big you man, know? little man, two wrestlers. Yeah, oh. I think Stipe is just too good and he's too big. Plus, and, he's think... a pussy from the UFC, man. Put it on him, DC. Absolutely yeah, exactly, spark this yeah. dude at UFC. From the WWE is what I meant to say. <laughs> spark him out, mate. That's what I like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's made that Majocic Cormier fight that little bit more exciting again. Um, you know, because we, we know why the UFC are making it is because they need to start building up Super fighters because the TV deals coming up and everything else. They need to put, you know, start putting bums on seats. But a good start to do the other day actually is 
the 10 fights we've had in 2018 so far in the UFC. We've had 10 fights this year. Let me just check that. One, two, four. Looks about right. Good math. Looks about right. Looks about right. Looks about Is right. that what you used to do in your math GCSE? That's about right. <laughs> uh, Close enough. 10 fights to start this year have all been over 10,000 sellouts at the gates. That's never happened in UFC history, which is instre- interesting. Mm. Uh, in a time when pay-per-view figures might be dwindling compared to where they have people been People wanted to go to the event. People actually at the live events has never been stronger. And I think Liverpool probably will fail that only because of capacity. I don't think you can get 10,000 into Liverpool Echo Arena. I think that's the only reason why it might nosedip. Um, but yeah, it's good that, man. Consistently over 10,000 for every event. Pretty much everyone's been a sellout, so... Mm. Fun. Uh, a lot of people, by the way, on that UFC Liverpool thing are uh, asking where that link is. Basically, you need to follow us on uh, Facebook. This is the two-day early link, by the way. So the tickets go on sale April 13th. Friday. So I don't know when you're listening to this podcast. April 11th, you Wednesday. have an opportunity to uh, buy your tickets early. Now, the way that this works is that you have to register through a link that we've got. You register, then you'll get an email with a code in order for you to buy those tickets You've still got to get up early, get online and buy those tickets because obviously there'll be loads of other people doing that as well through listening to this podcast. But I didn't want to just plaster it out on our social media and make it widely available to everybody that can dip into our page and then everybody can have a piece of it. I want to reward you. You listen to us on a week-by-week basis. So I want to make this personal. This is between us and you. This is what this is. So you need to go and follow us on our Facebook account. So go to at Fight Disciples on Facebook, follow us, and just send me a message. Just send us a message in there. Said, listen, I'm after the link. And I'll DM it you straight back because I don't want to make it public so everybody can dip in and then because then even sellouts on Wednesday then yeah exactly so then every man and his dog can have them I want you proper fight disciples to get that yeah, ticket man. so send me a message all you got to do is ping me a little DM on Facebook and I'll send it you straight back but make sure you've done this obviously if before listen, Wednesday yeah try and do this before Wednesday because on Wednesday it's going to be fucking pandemonium man yeah it is yeah I, it, obviously tickets go live to the public on Friday but. You need to get in there quick because I think by but I think if they official they haven't actually officially said whether it's nine a.m. or ten a.m. on Friday, but I guarantee within the hour it'll be sold out. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of tickets may go early Wednesday, Thursday. That's why. So there you go. So if you're thinking, where's that link that you were talking about on the show last week? I'm not putting it on the Facebook page. DM me and I'll send you the link. You need to register and then you'll get a code and then you can buy the tickets. But do it as soon as you've listened to this podcast. Do it straight away, all right? And hopefully you've done it before Friday so you can get yourself a ticket. UFC Liverpool on that card. Mm. I'm hearing strong rumblings in and around the city. So basically when he says strong rumblings, this is guaranteed. Go on, carry on. Uh, Molly McCann, Cage Warriors, Great. flyweight champion. Need some local Scouser. stuff on that. I think she's... Uh, I think she's... I think... I'm hearing she's signed and uh, it's going to be announced. <laughs> do you know what I love? You, why are you doing journalist shit? This is our platform. We can do what we fucking want. <laughs> she's signed. It's happening. Right? It's happening. There you go. So, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, that just adds that. An extra little scouse flavour. You mode then. You were going, <laughs> I'm hearing that this might be happening. No, Nick. You've been, told, to you, you've been told that it's happening. <laughs> so what, why are you skating? Right, so Molly's going to be on the UFC card. So there's another reason as well yeah. uh, to get yourself those tickets because there'll be a, a bottle of Everton fans. He's a big Evertonian, is uh, Molly. A lot of people trying to get their hands on the tickets. Uh, now this week, um, Nick alluded to this last week, that the, we have got a great run right up until the end of uh, May at this moment in time in the world of UFC with fantastic fights to look forward to. And this weekend, the train carries on rolling. It is Gaethje, always guaranteed uh, a quality fight, taking on Poirier. Um, after his first defeat, Justin Gaethje, this is going to be yeah. the most ridiculous question that I'm ever going to throw you away, right? After his first defeat 
uh, in the UFC. Yep. Do you think he's going to change the way he fights? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. no. <laughs> so he's not known as the fucking human highlight reel for nothing. And that's because he just wades forward, he throws everything, um, and he's an absolute machine. Incidentally, uh, he trains with Rose and Ami Hunas. There's always camp. a link. There's always a link. Same camp. Um, yeah, he's he's completely, his fighting style is just reckless abandon, as we know. Mm. But Poirier's on the, probably the best form of his UFC tenure. Absolutely, he is, yeah. Against decent level opposition. So he's uh, revitalised his career now up at lightweight. He's on a real good run. Both these guys are in the mix, man. I think a statement win here from either of these guys puts them in the mix at the top of the lightweight division. Obviously, we've got a new champion at lightweight now. We've got Tony Ferguson, who, who, you know, he's obviously going to be snapping at Khabib's heels. We've got Nate, who's potentially coming back if Connor's coming back. We obviously, we've got Connor, Khabib more than likely going to Russia. There's some big fights out there. I think one of these guys with a big statement could well jump in and, and, and nick that Tony Ferguson fight because, as I say, I think Khabib, Connor's done. And I think uh, Tony Ferguson will. You know what? The winner of this versus Tony Ferguson is co-main in Russia. Fucking yeah, man, let's do it. Mm. Magomed Sherapov in Russia, do it. It, it, it. This it's happening. It's all happening. So I think there's a massive opportunity for Gaethje Poirier to get right in the mix. Uh, I noticed on this card at the weekend, your style bender mate is uh, back in action. Your prospect of uh, of the year. You called this well probably this time last year that this is the yeah. guy to be looking out before for. he got signed by the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Israel Adesanya. He had a fantastic debut. He did the business on the microphone. We've already fallen in love with him. You've been obviously a fan of his for some period of time, and he's in action again this weekend. One not to miss. Absolutely. If you missed this guy first time around, the style bender man, you're in for a treat. This is like the second coming of uh, second coming of John Jones with a little bit extra panache. I think mm. this guy's been brilliant. He's been lighting people up in New Zealand for years. I think his background is like Senegalese or Nigerian or sorry to you know. To, to, to throw all the African countries into one big pot. He's from Africa. <laughs> but he's been based out of New Zealand his entire fighting career, and he's an absolute assassin. So they haven't announced whether, whether he's on... Well, he's got to be main card, surely. Adesanya's got to be on the main I card. Think he, I think he's, I think he's um, the co-main. I think he's the one... Just below co-main. Yeah, just, Con- just Condit's the co-main and he against uh, Cowboy Oliveira. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame as well because it was supposed to be Matt Brown originally. Matt Brown had to pull out of the fight. I would love to have seen Matt Brown Condit against and- Carlos Condit. And as you know, Carlos Condit, man, natural born thriller himself. He is, sorry, was my favourite fight in the UFC for yeah. a very long time. And I'll be honest, it was the night he left up Dan Hardy and took Dan out. And I literally, because obviously I went into that fight. Hang as, on. I went into that fight as a Dan Hardy fan. Yeah, but Dan, and I was Dan a, listens to this show. What are you I, doing? He knows. I you, told him this. What, when you were sleeping with him last night? Yeah. In the same bed? <laughs> I told him that uh, when he went into that fight, I was like, yeah, he'll knock this Condit guy out. You know, Dan's got the, you know, he's blah, blah, blah. And... Um, they both threw left hooks at exactly the same time in London yeah. at the O2 and, uh, and Condit put Dan to sleep. And from that very punch onwards, I was like, he's my guy. You're a fucking glory hunter he's is what guy. you are, son. Yeah, that sounds so- very similar to my son last week watching the Champions League. I haven't told this story on the podcast, so I'm just going to throw it your way, right? So I think everybody's like this. When you've got a, a young kid that is into football, they only want to wear football kits. Yep. So he's got multiple football kits. My little lad's not there yet, but yeah, I get it. He's got, he's got My multiple... next door neighbour's kids, that's all they right. have away. So I'm from Blackburn, he's got Blackburn Rovers home and away, right? He's got uh, a limit... How much do they pay you to wear the Blackburn kit, these, the Blackpool kit these days? Blackburn, Blackpool? Is it, is Are you going to that... stop? Sorry. Are you going to stop? 
because he met Nick once, he's now got a Liverpool kit. Right? Yeah. Go on, Ted. He's uh, obviously he's got two sets of godparents. Obviously, one set is Blackburn Rovers. Uh, the other set is Manchester City. So he's got Manchester City home and away, right? And because we live over Manchester way, he's obsessed at this moment with City, right? Because yep. they're winning everything. That's what he's yeah, obsessed with. Except quarterfinals. Right, just shut your beak for a minute, right? So the first leg of the Champions League uh, quarterfinals is at Anfield. My boy, it's Easter break. So I think, do you know something? You can stay up tonight and watch this. City, Liverpool, you can watch it, right? So his mum's gone out. Me and him, we're sat on the sofa, all cuddled up. He's in his pyjamas. He's thinking, right, are City going to do him tonight, Dad? I said, they've got a chance. But it's at Anfield, so Liverpool are probably the favourites tonight. Right, OK, let's watch the match. Anyway, first one goes in. He's in buckets of tears, isn't he? Right? <laughs> Bear in mind, he's following City in this particular match. He's yeah. in absolute buckets of tears. Second one goes in. He's oh, he's inconsolable. <laughs> third one, he's Poor like, Ted. third one, he goes, I'm going to bed. I'm not watching the second half of this. <laughs> He did. He literally... Had enough. He went to bed. Now, with it being Easter break, I'm sure we've all done this down the years. Even as a kid myself, I went to various camps Mm -hmm. during uh, when it was summer holidays and Easter holidays and stuff like that. Football camps, all sports camps, all that type of stuff. Mainly just because your mum didn't want to hang out with you and she wanted you out the house. house. So that's where we're at this moment in time. So my little lad's been going to this football camp. Now, on the Tuesday, the day of the game, he went to the football camp in his Manchester City home kit. That's what he went in, right? He turned up with all his pals there, and they're all going, what do you reckon tonight? City are going to beat him tonight. City are going to beat him. He went to bed at halftime, crying his eyes out because City were getting beat. He walked down the stairs the Wednesday morning in his Liverpool kit. <laughs> yes. Because he was going back to football camp and because they'd won the night before. So that is what you've just done there with the Dan Hardy story. I love it. Pure glory hunting. That's what Absolutely. my four-year-old's doing at this moment in time. Pure glory hunting. Absolutely. It's the Don King approach, isn't it? Walk, yeah. in, walk to the ring with the winner and leave with the winner. <laughs> <laughs> so that was... Uh, that, so I've always been a Carlos Conde fan anyway, but obviously he's had issues with injuries over the last few years. Be interesting to see what Carlos Condit's got left here against Cowboy Oliveira. He will bring it, even though he's coming at late notice. Again, I'd like to have seen the Matt Brown fight, but I think Cowboy's had one fight this year, lost to Neil Magny. You know, I think he's lost to Robbie Lawler, Damian Meyer. You know, he, he hasn't strung two wins together in a mm. long time, unfortunately. So at this point in time, you just want to see what he's got left. Mm. Uh, half of Nick's mates are on this uh, card at the weekend because uh, Christoph Jocko is also uh, yep. on the card. Good mate of mine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've just mentioned uh, Carlos Condit. You're obviously Adesanya as your uh, as uh, one of your picks of the year. Yeah. You're quite closely connected to this at the weekend. I'm quite looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I think it's a really good card. Uh, I think there's loads of fights on there that may not be at the top of the division, but I'm glad you picked out Jocko versus Tavares because I think that's a cracking little fight that could come alive. And uh, Wilson Reese against John Moraga, obviously the flyweight division's on lockdown. With I'm all about the karate hottie. You know where I'm at. Well, I knew you'd fucking come up with that. I knew you'd, I knew you'd go after Michelle, Michelle Waterson. Of course. Yeah. Expect nothing else. Mm. Shallow, uh, I think yeah, is what yeah, you wanted to say. Yeah, exactly. Shallow. Yeah. Exactly. But for me, obviously, it's hard, to, it's hard to look past the main events as not being fight the night. Poirier versus Gacy. Oh, mate, listen, like every time we, we got so many messages off the back of uh, uh, Gacy's last fight where we basically said, listen, this is going to be unbelievable. If there's one fight that you're going to stay up for or sit in front of and watch early doors on the Sunday morning, it is a Justin Gaethje fight. He is a highlight reel, as Nick has pointed out. He is, he's just captivating to watch. It's going to be a classic. Yeah. He doesn't go anywhere. He stands in the middle of the octagon and he chucks leather and it's very hard to get out of the way of it and your only way of being able to defend against it is chuck some leather back. So it could be an absolute classic. It could be, yeah. Um, unfortunately, Gaethje, it's like... Every time he fights, you think, oh, God, you're just losing, you're losing... Brain cells. Brain cells, you're losing years off Yeah, he's not defence. He defends punches with his face. Yeah, absolutely. 
And uh, I think Poirier, if Poirier's on point, Poirier might be able to pick him off. But Gaethje's just so relentless. He's so relentless. And I just think Poirier has been stopped and hurt before. And I think if Gaethje can get a, can get can land on him, we could see another finish here. So I'm going to go with Gaethje as my tip by stoppage. Mm. But uh, I'm hoping it's going to be deep in the fourth or the fifth round and we've had plenty of fun before it happens. There you go. Early hours of uh, Sunday morning. It's available on BT Sport here in the UK. Make sure you go and have a little bit of a nosy in on that. Keep up to date with our social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Hopefully uh, uh, there's no bus incidents this week of which we've got to keep you up to date with. It's all about the fighting, fingers crossed. You can subscribe to our podcast via iTunes, Fight Disciples, and you can also get us on Android at fightdisciples.com. Pleasure as always. Um, you're not going to the Champions League second leg, are you? No need, mate. It's done. It's wrapped. It's in the can. At Wait, save myself for the semis. At PT underscore editor. You know what to do when uh, City turn them over. That's it. No chance. <laughs> See you later. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.